Justin Trudeau goes surfing on Truth and Reconciliation Day. The conservatives in Alberta are acting like liberals. And the CBC gets smacked down in an epic interview with lawyer Mary Hennen. It's Fake News Friday. I'm Kenneth Malcolm, and this is The Kenneth Malcolm Show. everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the program. It's Friday, which means that we do Fake News Fries. This is my favorite show of the week because we get an opportunity to focus in on media malfeasance in this country, the various ways that the media misrepresent the truth, that they lie to you, that they create fake narratives, and they basically either just get stories wrong because they're incompetent or because they are malicious. So the first thing I want to talk about is how Justin Trudeau spent the day yesterday in Tofino on a personal vacation with his family. Justin Trudeau just spent the entire election reminding us that he is the politician that cares the most, that he is the one that is best suited to uh, address this issue of reconciliation with Canada's First Nations people, that he is the one that is making the most progress, and that he's the one uh, to continue to guide us on this front. We heard this so much after the unmarked graves that were allegedly discovered on various First Nations reserves and near residential schools. Uh, Trudeau cares the most. He is, you know, he, he flew out to Coessus in Saskatchewan as soon as that story broke so that he could be there uh, doing a photo op, uh, you know, showing remorse and contrition. And, and, and it's really his brand that he cares the most, um, except for the fact that his record is pretty much the complete opposite. He, he came in to office on a promise that he would end these uh, water boil advisories on First Nations reserves, and that is still in place. He took a bunch of First Nations kids uh, to court because he didn't want to pay them out despite um, a ruling against him. And really, this is no surprise that rather than spending Canada's first Truth and Reconciliation Day, um, doing something to promote the relationship, to address the many, many problems that exist in First Nations community, uh, to really make an effort to try to improve opportunity and prosperity and freedom for individuals in First Nations in Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau just selfishly went off on a personal vacation to Tofino, and not just that, but he lied about it. So the Prime Minister's official itinerary from the Prime Minister's office, here it is, Prime Minister's itinerary for Thursday, September 30th, 2021, that he's going to be in Ottawa all day in private meetings. So why is it that on the first reconciliation day that his government was the one that introduced and passed, why wouldn't he have things planned? Why wouldn't he go out to, to Kamloops and be part of that um, community's um, ceremony? Why wouldn't he why wouldn't he be doing anything? Why would he take this off? Why did the media give him a pass on that? Well, it, it took a reporter from the Toronto Sun, my colleague Brian Pusafimi, to, to, to break this story wide open. He, he tweeted this yesterday afternoon. He says, how's Canada's prime minister spending our first national day for truth and reconciliation? Tofino baby surfs up. And Brian, well, this is this is something that he's become known for. He he tracks and follows the prime minister's personal jet, the Challenger, and sees where it goes to in order to understand what the prime minister is doing and where he's going. And, and here he uncovered that the prime minister was actually going to Tofino. So my question is this, and this is why I included it in Fake News Friday, is why did it take a reporter from the Toronto Sun? The Toronto Sun is sort of a small, scrappy, conservative paper that the legacy media and the mainstream media hate. Why did it take a reporter from the Toronto Sun to do something that the parliamentary press gallery should have done? The whole idea of having a parliamentary press gallery, having all these reporters in Ottawa, supposedly, is that they are in the know, they're connected, they, they have their ear to the ground, they're the ones that know what's going on within the prime minister's office, within the sort of inner circles and upper upper halls of power in the country. So why didn't anyone from the parliamentary press gallery break the story? You have to ask yourself that because they, there's there's basically two reasons why. Either they are very incompetent.
incompetent at their jobs and they just had no idea and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing they aren't they are they're not really as tuned in and connected as they want you to believe or alternatively they knew. They knew that the Prime Minister was taking a personal day. They knew that he was taking some time with his family, taking his, some time on the West Coast to just get away from it all. Uh, but they didn't think that the public deserved to know. So, so either they're incompetent or they're in cahoots with the Trudeau Liberals. Either way, that's pretty bad. You, you can make up your own mind about which one you think it is. But good for Brian for breaking this story wide open. And it goes from bad to worse because the Prime Minister's office uh, just sort of subtly acknowledged that, yes, they were lying when they said that he was in Ottawa. The reality is he's in Tofino because they quietly updated his itinerary for Thursday, September 30th. Here it is what it looked like later in the afternoon. He's actually in Tofino, British Columbia in private meetings and global news caught up with them. This is what those private meetings look like. Here is Justin Trudeau walking on the beach with his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. Why not in person, sir? They invited you. And a spokesperson for the Prime Minister's office did reluctantly confirm to Global News that yes, the Prime Minister is in Tofino with his family for a few days on a personal vacation. So, so again, not, not so big on that whole leadership thing. Uh, you know, the Prime Minister is leading a country through a very uh, difficult time in, in dealing with reconciliation for some of the horrible things that happened to First Nations people in this country. And rather than doing anything about it, he's just off on the beach hanging out with his family. Uh, that tells you everything you need to know. All right, so moving on, I, I, I got to cover this story. I, I, I really hate as a general rule when media outlets become the story or when journalists become the story. I know it's happened a few times to us at True North, partially because usually liberals and liberal governments are so overzealous and anti-independent media uh, that we end up having to be the story because we get turned into it because they won't let us report or they won't let us in. This is one of those is just sort of tangentially turned into a story about us because of the way that a government is treating us. Sadly, though, it is a conservative government out in Alberta. So let me just tell you about this story. So it starts with Dr. Dina Henshaw, who's a top doctor out in Alberta, giving a press conference last Friday talking about this new fourth wave that's really just hammering Alberta and really, really a bad news story for Jason Kenney and his government, the way that they're handling it and the media are just really drumming it up, drumming it up, making it seem like it's this huge disaster war zone and, and, and really just exaggerating it out of control, out of control. Uh, the legacy media is tr doing their best work in overtime, trying to make Kenny and the UCP government look bad. So, so in this context, Dr. Dina Henshaw talks about one of the policies to do with the school closures, to do with outbreaks within schools, um, talking about how you don't necessarily have to have a positive COVID test to get included into these numbers. Now, I'll just stop right there and say that this is like, this is confirmation of the, the fear and the concern that so many people out there have, not just on on the right, but across the political spectrum, across society, people who are really starting to grow tired of this COVID stuff, getting tired of the lockdowns and the, the mandates and, and just the heavy handed 
top-down government approach uh, of both overzealous health officials and politicians. And one of the things that people are mistrustful of is the numbers. They, they think that the numbers are inflated, that the numbers are exaggerated, that they're often cooked. And what Hinshaw said in her press conference was very poorly worded. It left much to be desired. It was so vague that you could really apply your own interpretation onto it. So I'm going to show you the 30-second clip. And I, I want to point out that this was going viral on social media. This was going viral on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, everywhere. Nothing to do with True North, nothing to do with the rebel. It was a clip, actually a clip from Global News Edmonton. So this is the way that Global News Edmonton clipped it. It, it wasn't the way that, that some independent journalist was trying to frame it in order to take it out of context. This is the way the mainstream media was clipping it. And you can see it in this video that was taken from TikTok. Um, you can see that it is exactly the same way that was clipped on Global. So let's play that clip right now. If individuals choose to not get tested for COVID but are home with an illness, um, they're now counted in the list as uh, being part of that outbreak. And so it's less dependent on needing a test to be a part of identifying where there is an issue. We are, as I mentioned, working with education to determine if there are any adjustments that need to be made. So even if you're not tested, you're listed as part of the outbreak. That is confirmation of the thing that so many people believe. And that is why this video took on a life of its own. Like I said, it started getting picked up by influencers, not just in Canada, but in the United States, big, big accounts pointing at this saying, look, this is what health experts are doing. They are cooking the numbers. And, and, and so all that True North did was we took that exact same clip, the exact same one that was clipped by Global Edmonton, we put it in a better quality because as you can see, the quality there was just someone videotaping a television screen. So we found the original, cleaned it up, posted it on Twitter. Within 25 minutes of us posting it on Twitter, the Alberta government, the, this, this Twitter account, which is run by the political staff in Jason Kenney's office, what did they do? They, they, they posted this. This claim is false. All reported positive COVID-19 cases are confirmed by lab test. And you can see they screenshotted Ezra Levant, who, who had the original grainy TikTok video here, and they screenshotted True North. I'll read you what we wrote. We, it said this, have you seen this? Alberta's top doctor says people homesick are counted in COVID numbers. And you can't see with the way that they screenshotted it, but we had just posted it. Like I said, it was 25 minutes. You can see that we only had 728 views at that point. So typically in the media world, if you're a comms person working for a political office and you see a media outlet post something that isn't accurate, what do you do? You try to get a correction. You contact the editor, you contact the reporter, you say, hey, look, you got something wrong. Can you put a correction? Can you issue a correction? But they didn't do that. Instead, they dumped on us. They just chose to screenshot our tweet, not even retweeting it. They screenshotted it so that people couldn't get the context. They couldn't click on the video to see for themselves what Dr. Dina Henshaw had said. Because if you did click on the video and you saw what she said, you could see that she said exactly what we reported her as saying. So, 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 so again, just really, really bad strategy on behalf of the conservative government out in Alberta, dunking on True North, dunking on the rebel. You know, these are independent media outlets that are popular among the grassroots conservative base. So dunking on your friends, not exactly a good message. Um, also, the fact that rather than going, you know, the polite way and asking for a correction and showing some respect to the media outlet, um, they just dunk on us. They just try to embarrass us, call us a false claim. Um, they didn't do this. Let, let me know. They didn't do this to Global Edmonton, who are the ones 
ones that originally posted that clip. Interesting how they didn't bother to do this fact check on uh, the legacy media. They only chose to do it on independent media. Well, it gets even worse than that because look, here at True North, we're not interested in torquing the truth. We actually want to get stories right. We want to have facts. We want to make sure that we're delivering uh, the truth to our viewers and our audience. That's what you expect of us and that's what we expect of ourselves. So when we saw this overreaction by Kenny Stafford and the way that they were treating us, uh, we, we did seek to correct and, and make it clear to our viewers that look, she was actually talking about something very specific here. She wasn't broadly talking about all of Alberta. She was talking about school outbreaks. Again, it was Dr. Dana Henshaw who made the broad statement, who, who wasn't clear and concise, who didn't make it overwhelmingly clear that she was only really talking about this one instance. So again, we, we, we added a second tweet uh, to our thread saying, look, there's more context here. Uh, Dana Henshaw was talking about school, school closures, not talking about uh, COVID case count. And we took down our video on Facebook. We had a, a video on Facebook that had 45,000 views already. We decided to take that one down and add a, a fuller, broader one that had more context. Well, lo and behold, a few minutes later, Facebook slaps a false information flag on top of our video on Facebook saying that this claim is false and, and including this fact checked from the Associated Press saying that a Canadian health official's remarks about COVID-19 were misrepresented online. And it goes to this AP story, which is weird because AP is an American news organization, but still they say, look, this, this, this video of Alberta's top doctor saying what she's saying isn't true. Now, remember during the election campaign, the Trudeau Liberals sliced up this um, interview of Aaron O'Toole, really taking it out of context, making it seem like he was saying yes to privatizing healthcare, even though when you show the full clip with all the context, that's not what he's saying at all. And Twitter slapped a manipulated um, video post on top of it so that everyone knows that, look, this video is unfairly edited and the truth isn't in what he's saying. Well, well, this wasn't happening here. It wasn't manipulated video. We didn't manipulate anything. We, we, we just showed the full clip in its entirety. And the one that we showed on Facebook was the broader one, making it clear that she was talking about school outbreaks. So why is it that the Associated Press jumped in to tell our viewers that what they were seeing was fake? Well, it, it didn't even matter at that point because here we have government officials in Alberta colluding with Facebook, colluding with Associated Press. So we have big government, big tech, and big media all colluding together to tell you to not to believe your lying eyes, not to trust your lying eyes, that independent media like True North, who were just showing you a clip of a doctor saying something, that that's not true, that, that, that we're lying, that we're misrepresenting the truth. This is what conservatives hate. This is why people are so mistrustful of the forces that be. You have open collusion between gov big government, big tech, and big media. It is despicable. And again, this is these are conservatives in, in Alberta, you know, conservatives who are acting like Stephen Gilbeau and Justin Trudeau trying to censor the internet. and unfortunately it all backfired it blew up in their face the story became huge so many more people saw that original video of dina henshaw because everyone everyone was out there uh, replying to the original tweet from the alberta government saying look at the video watch it for yourself make up your own mind this is what she's saying so having the government try to come out and say what you see isn't true this is the truth really just a bad look I don't know what the heck is going on out in Alberta, but it is not good. All right, folks, I want to end on a bit of a positive note today. I saw this interview and it just made me happy. So I'm going to end the show with this video. This is a delicious, delicious interview of a high profile criminal defense lawyer, Mary Hennen, doing an interview with the CBC's Matt Galloway. Hennen is promoting her new book called Nothing But the Truth, a memoir and doing the rounds on the media. You might remember her. She was the high profile lawyer who defended Gian Gameshi against sexual assault accusations. This was probably the first high profile 
case that sort of led to this big Me Too movement. Heinen was successful, Giangomashi was acquitted of many of the charges, uh, but because of that she was sort of demonized as being an anti-feminist. And so, you know, that's the context. And because it's the CBC, because they are obsessed with divisive and reductive identity politics, you can see that the interviewer is solely focused on this one issue of feminism. He's berating her for daring to go against the Me Too movement, daring to defend men who are um, charged with sexual assault, um, daring to not fall into this ridiculous and unjust idea that we should always believe women, that we should always believe victims, um, that men should just what, go to jail uh, with, with, without um, due process and the rule of law. I mean, I mean, it's just so insane. And you can see how Hennen just has no time for this woke leftist nonsense. She has no time for it. She simply eviscerates the interviewer for his ridiculous line of questions. Let's show this video. One of the other questions you're asked, and this will be the final one that I that I mentioned that's in the book, is you're asked, how can you as a woman defend someone who's charged with sexual assault? Yeah, the same way that a man defends someone who's charged with sexual assault. You know, men have been in my profession for hundreds and hundreds of years. And um, it's not dishonorable to be a defense lawyer. It's not dishonorable to represent anybody charged with an offense. I don't see the incongruity of it at all. Uh, and quite frankly, it's, uh, it's not the question we should be asking. How do you respond when people ask that question and then follow it by saying, do you consider yourself a feminist? Because as you said, I mean, as a woman, this is your job. As a man, that would be the job. But, but people will, will add another element to it. And so how do you respond to that? Well, you know, it's interesting that they add another element, Matt, because when men disagree with each other, when men do various professions, when men argue about politics or wars or whatever it is, nobody ever says, you know what, you're really a traitor to your, your manhood. Um, it's a gendered question, I think, in my view. And I, I don't answer that question because I think it causes us to fight amongst each other. And I think we as women have many challenges in the world. And the last thing we need to be doing is uh, questioning each other's credentials, quite frankly. So there's a spectrum uh, and we have different views, different philosophies, different political leanings. Uh, I don't think that undermines it, but I'm not, uh, and there will be no day that I feel compelled to justify what my views are, what my values are, or what I do for a living to anybody. Just so good, so good. So I love how she even turned it around on him using his own woke vocabulary by accusing him of asking her a gendered question, which which is 100% true. Of course it is. Of course the way that he's treating this woman is is totally different than how he would be treating a male if it was in the same position, which is just showing the irony and the complete hypocrisy of the woke left-wing position. They pretend to be feminists. They pretend to be the ones that are promoting the rights and equality of women, but you can see by the questions that he's treating her so differently. So because he's so woke, because he's so fixated on gender, he actually turns out to be the one that is promoting an unfair uh, and dishonest approach to, to treating women in the workforce. So good for Mary Hannon for standing up against this. I love this woman, by the way. If she were to ever jump into politics, I think that conservatives would welcome her with open arms, or at least she should. She would be so good. Like, like could you just imagine her on the debate stage with Justin Trudeau debating him in an election? She would absolutely wipe the floor with him and expose his nonsense and his ideology. She has no time for any of that and it would just be so good. I, I do hope one day that she would pursue a career in politics because I think she would just be absolutely fantastic. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back next week. I'm Candace Malcolm and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.